0: Welcome to Hip Hop Movie Club, the show that harmonizes the rhythm of hip hop with the magic of movies. Today we're discussing Underdogs, the newly released comedy starring the one and only Snoop Dogg. We are three old heads who put their old heads together to vibe on these films for you. I'm Dino Wright, podcaster, filmmaker, longtime hip hop fan, and Charles Stone III, the director of this film, changed my life. He directed the video, I Left My Wallet in El Segundo, a A Tribe Called Quest, which cemented me as a hip hop fan for life.
1: I'm JB, 80s and 90s nostalgia junkie, longtime hip hop fan. And my favorite hip hop collective is the Native Tongues, which, include, which included a crew that has, that has the same nickname as I do, the JBs.
2: Hmm. I'm Boogie, a DJ, longtime hip hop fan. And I stand with Jay Z in his acceptance speech for the Dr. Dre Global Impact Award at the Grammys. He said what he said. Right on.
0: In this episode, we'll answer the question. It is Underdogs an instant classic sports underdog film? And we'll give you five key takeaways to make you a smarter hip-hop movie fan.
1: Underdogs with two Gs is the story of Jason Two Js Jennings, a former NFL superstar wide receiver who is sentenced to community service and decides to coach a rough-and-tumble ragtag youth football team as a means to help regain his popularity and post-playing career opportunities. All right. Let's dig in here. Um, first of our five key tape takeaways is Snoop Dogg is still likable and funny, even while playing a conceited self-centered, arrogant, former athlete. Let me kick it to you, Dinah, right? What are your thoughts around that topic?
0: Sure. So, uh, football was the case that they gave him. He had uh, <laughs> run into some problems in the courtroom and he was sentenced to community service and, uh, he decides to fulfill his the debt to society. He was going to coach a youth football team, and he was fun to watch, um, even if he was uh, uh, a real self centered jerk.
1: <laughs> yeah, I agree. The, the fact that he could pull it off being a self centered jerk, a former athlete with no other really redeeming qualities, except that he's Snoop Dogg in real life. That he, I was still laughing at him. Um, he was. Quick-witted. He always had a quick quip. He snapped back at anybody that would, you know, try to degrade him, even the, the kids, um, other colleagues, former colleagues. Um, yeah, it, Snoop did a great job. <laughs> he had a lot of dialogue, and it, it all went really smoothly, just as everything that Snoop touches goes smoothly, pretty much. <laughs> Boogie, what are your thoughts on, on Snoop Dogg being likable and funny, even in
2: this role? No, nah, he was he was funny. He was like, he was like somebody's uh, crazy uncle. Yeah, that just woke up one morning and said, "You know what? I'm going to coach a football team." And had no clue of what it took to be a coach. I mean, his whole experience with football was from the player side, and he decided to just go on down there and give it a shot because he wanted to improve his image. But the way he was showing up was it had me cracking up because he's showing up. and He's got these like head to toe Fendi suits on. His <laughs> his metallic his metallic gold G wagon Mercedes Benz with the sun like we first pulled up the kids couldn't even see the the, the light was hitting them in the eyes They're like, what the heck is going on like <laughs> yeah I drove it on this field <laughs> with, and the conversation I mean even with the even with the language though some of the conversations between him and the kids had me cracking up I mean. I'll admit, though, I, I wasn't really into it. I tried to watch it. I watched it twice. The first time I started watching it, I wasn't into it. But the second time I started watching it, and I started listening to some of what they were saying, it was it was, it was was pretty funny. Because little kids, I mean, kids at that age, they're very quick with it. So the back and forth, you know, like, they were almost like snapping on each other back and forth, cracking jokes on one another. And he was just letting them have it. Like he was giving it to them. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Classics yeah, so yeah, classics do. I
1: laughed at him. And, of course, there had to be a, a scene where he was uh, toking up with Mike Epps. Um, that was par for the course. I had some issues, obviously, with his character, but that's who he was. You know, he stayed true to himself the entire time. Um, my problem with, with him as an individual, like not him, but Jason Jennings, two Js, was – Man, he he was only out for himself, and he was kind of using the kids as a means to better his lot in life. He was at rock bottom after his playing days were over, and he was irrelevant, and he was down on his luck, and he was literally using his kids to 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 better himself, and he couldn't, you know. And there's the part with his former high school coach, played by George Lopez. With a ripped couch and a tiny office, I'm like, man, all that money he made and he had such an affinity for his coach, he couldn't pay to upgrade his facilities. I mean, that was off-putting a little bit to me.
2: Yeah, of course, I, I meant the couch I had duct tape on it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it I didn't have a
0: problem with it. I mean, it's his money. He can do whatever he wants with it. He didn't want to pay for coach's couch. That's a coach's problem. I mean, if the the coach had wanted it. I think he could have made it happen.
1: But I mean, you would think with his career, I don't know if it was or not, but hopefully it would, it should have been like Jason Jennings Field and this complex, and they should have had state of the art facilities. I know in real life, um, like by me, close to Bethlehem, PA, there's Liberty High School. Dwayne The Rock Johnson played there for like a year or two. He shipped them all the latest gear, he upgraded their facilities. I mean, the amount of, I mean, it seems like Jason Jennings, you know, his house was so lavish. He had statues of himself, and <laughs> those were crazy too, with the big booty and
2: everything. <laughs> Exaggerated butt
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, behind his bed, you know, the arms, right, wings, and like he was an angel. I think. I mean, yeah, he, it he, would just he, be a drop in the he, bucket to help he redid out. Coach. The,
0: the Air Jordan uh, poster. That was that was funny. That made me. Laugh. Yeah.
1: So I, I took issue with it. But um, all right. so I think, Boogie, you alluded to this, but like another takeaway is despite the warning at the beginning, which was kind of a joke as well. It's rated R and it said that the children's cursing because those MFers say what they want to say. But the amount and the extent of the children's cursing was alarming to me. So yeah, let me just talk briefly to that. I'll hand it over to you, Donna, right in a minute. But as a father, it was hard for me to watch the kids just straight up cursing the adults out, like literally saying, like, F you. And I'm like, wow, was nothing sacred anymore? And because of that, I think it would prevent this movie from being a classic. Um, I just like, where's the discipline? Like, you got to show these kids how to act with a little more class. Now the vernacular, right, this is Long Beach, uh, California. And maybe a lot of people talk that way, but if you want to mold someone to show a little bit more respect, because then they they talk trash to each other, they're talking trash in a nasty way to the other team, like when they come out with that rallying call at the end. And uh I was put off by that. What what are your thoughts, Donna, right?
0: I had the opposite reaction. <laughs> <laughs> I I thought the warning was funny. It's a radar our film, so that's what we're in for. Um, I'm not prepared to judge how profane kids from Long Beach are. I've never been to Long Beach, which is kind of the point of the warning. Like, this is how they are. And so it doesn't match up with, you know, our sensibility, okay. But, you know, the whether they act this way or not, I think that secondary to the point of the movie and the point of the movie was you have to you have to put forth an effort and you have to believe in yourself and so they did that and so they accomplished that part of the movie the cursing was sort of secondary um snoop said the cursing was real and so i'm not here to i'm not here to debate snoop on whether the cursing was real or not because he that's where he lives and that's not where i live um and to do a no cursing story would, I thought, miss the point of the emotional undercurrent that's in this film, which is how they really feel. And you know, these kids are disadvantaged, and so to be tone police with them is like not something I'm interested in. Like they've got real problems. The way they talk is the last of their, the least of their problems.
1: Point taken. I just think it detracts from the overall film because. This is for the masses. It's out there on uh, this was on Amazon Prime. And you know, right or wrong, it's gonna be judged harshly because of that. And I, I would hope that it I was hoping that would maybe have a more lasting effect and be more of a of a classic going forward, like we see in some of these underdog stories. Boogie, what's your take on that with the language?
2: Yeah. Yeah, I mean I kinda ride the fence a little bit. I mean, like I like I explained um earlier, like the first time I started watching it, I was like, What in the heck? Like I was almost turned Definitely off a little weird. bit. But then I went back and I watched it a second time and it was kinda like, all right, you know, whatever. And then, then kinda I almost I almost didn't even hear it as much. But also to the point um that Dino Wright was saying <laughs> Um, I I used to teach in in New Brunswick and the kids were about that age and they definitely had some (laughs) mouths on them. So, I mean, it was in a sense, I I guess that would be, you know, it was very real in that aspect, but I also see um, JB's point about it um, going out to the masses. It could be off putting for some people. Um, Hopefully, you know, people do give it a shot. Like I, I, watched it the second time, and and I was able to to enjoy it um, because there is a message there, and it's very clear. And it, I think even the end of the final football game, the result wasn't what we all hoped for in a classic um, underdog story. But even though they, you know, that result wasn't there, the lasting effect with the team and how they were able to bond, come together, um, that overall message was definitely uh, conveyed.
0: Was that a spoiler alert, or should we mm-hmm. should we not talk about the ending?
1: I think it's I, fine. I meant to um, it <laughs> yeah, just a little more on the language. So yeah, the language being harsh, I'm, I get it. I get it in the sense that if this is how they speak, that's how they speak. Don't sanitize things, I'm not all about that. But I think there was some clear disrespect from the children, you know, like where's the respect for your elders? I swear that the one kid, I think he said F you to Snoop Dogg at one point. And I'm like, there was no, re-, you know, re- yeah. I'm like, there's no repercussion for that. Like that should not be loud. If somebody like you would, I know I would never put a hand on a child, but you would, I would be in that kid's face like this. And I'd be shouting like, you know, you do not speak with me. And I would bench that kid. That kid didn't even get benched. I don't think, I mean, like, How's the kid going to learn if they continually get away with that disrespect? That's what really bothered me is like uh the language was disrespectful and you don't treat other people. You don't use that language on other people, especially your elders. So like, I, I was like, you know, there's gotta be, you gotta draw a line somewhere. That's my point.
2: Yeah. I mean, like I said, like I've, I've, I've seen that 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 same exact language directed at teachers but there was repercussions (laughs) yeah i mean it's not to say that the kids didn't do it they definitely i've seen it i've seen it firsthand um but yeah i do see i do agree that in in the sense of you know an extracurricular activity like football you might want to kind of put it in there like you know bench them or make them run an extra lap or do some push-ups or something (laughs)
1: yeah definitely um if you're trying to mold these kids to be productive members of society and overcome some of those challenges that they're faced with, you have to show a little bit more class and respect for elders at the minimum, at the bare minimum. So that that's where it it bothered me more so than the, the language itself. So yeah. Um, I, I thought that could have been handled a little bit better. Um, all right. I think we cover that topic pretty well. Um, I do have some other flaws with the plot we'll get to later, like in the final takeaway. But let's do something a little bit more upbeat, uh, humorous even. Mike Epps' character. <laughs> I mean, he further cements himself as a zany sidekick in these hip-hop films. Donna uh, Right, what are your thoughts around Mike Epps and his character?
0: Uh, he's so good. <laughs> 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 he uh, provides comic relief, and uh, every scene he's in is very funny. Um, and it's also based on real life ex-gangsters that uh, were coaching in Snoop's League. So that was kind of a nice a nice nod to them uh, to use Mike Epps and his his comedic talent for that was was a nice touch. Uh, <laughs> really funny.
1: Yeah, Mike Epps has been in dozens and dozens of these hip hop related or hip hop adjacent movies. And he just crushes it like every time. Um We saw him in a couple that we had done, like you people uh, on the come up and, and a few others. And he's, he steals scenes and this one, he was outrageous. I mean, he was just trying, he just wanted to tag along with Snoop and be the assistant coach. And like just bizarre. He was just, ramble and say some incoherent things and like when he first pulled up on snoop like he had a gun to his head and he was just like oh and he kept forgetting that the safety wasn't on and snoop's like are you are you kidding me you know so it, it was wild and like, he did provide some needed comic relief but what are your thoughts on mike Epps says the assistant
2: yeah, so so if if Snoop's character if Snoop's character was the crazy uncle, Mike Epps was the even crazier uncle, <laughs> and he just like throughout the film though like his his intentions were good, like he he definitely wanted to be supportive, but he had no idea how to do it correctly. Yeah. But um, <laughs> he's like he wanted to be there, like even something as simple as addressing the the crooked um the crooked referee. You know, yeah, yeah, he wanted you want to say something to him, but the way he went about it <laughs> you know it's little stuff like that, and like the scenes where he was always trying to um he would always have that gun and it would not be on the safety wouldn't be on it was was funny, but um his annex throughout the film um you know made for some really funny scenes, and he he's just like. <laughs> It's something about him. Like he 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 doesn't even have to say a joke. He, he just starts says a regular sentence and I'm cracking up because of the way he the way he delivers it.
0: <laughs> yeah, he was he was hysterical.
1: Yep. Um love Mike Epps in this one. So I think you mentioned also, Donna Wright, the movie's based on the true story. Snoop's real life youth football league. So Snoop's done a lot. In his community of Long Beach, California, to help underprivileged kids and create a youth football program. And thousands upon thousands of kids have come through. Some have played in the NFL. There was a little footnote, epilogue at the end, that talked about that. That was a nice touch.
0: Yeah. Uh, according to the film, 85,000 kids played in this program. I think. The website says another number, but still that that many kids coming through, twenty thousand of them went to college, which is great, and yeah. and even some some NFL players that people have heard of, so pretty cool.
2: Yeah, I mean, I just saw an article just last week where C.J. Stroud mm-hmm. um, mentions that you know his former football coach Snoop Dogg has been a blessing in his life, you know and. TJ Stroud, for those who don't know, he's the Houston, Texas quarterback. But he played in Snoop in the Snoop Youth Football League while he was living in um, Rancho Cucamonga, California, while he was in middle school. And even to this day, Snoop also has fond memories of him as well, and referred to him as you know being laser, so laser focused. He re- refers to him as uh, being spiritual and positive, and just you know carrying that 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 with him throughout the league. And they they had nothing but kind words to say for one another. You know, something like, it's like, wow.
1: Yeah, at the time of this recording, C.J. Stroud is the likely winner of the Offensive Rookie of the Year. He he had an amazing season, led Houston into the playoffs. Uh, In his rookie season, he put up like almost close to 5,000 passing yards, which is unheard of. He broke some rookie records. So, yeah, he was a joy to watch. Um, Yeah, that's just one. Example.
2: Yeah, right. That's just one, right? One yep.
1: example. Yeah. There's been many, many more. So kudos to Snoop and what he did in real life to help out underprivileged kids. And, the and final take <laughs> LBC. <laughs> I was the thinking LBC of the-, to the NFL. Now you got me thinking of the opening lines of Gin and Juice. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. Um, Final takeaway, and again, this is I wrote this, but we and you know, I'm going to support it too. Three, the plot in the film are littered with some flaws and unnecessary roughness, to, to use a football term. For me, it's 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 almost like a non sequitur in that it's a kid story, and the underdogs, but they're like ruling the roost. I don't see where the discipline is. I I, I don't see the kids really ref. Forming themselves. And I don't see Snoop reforming himself. Snoop was like a jerk the whole time in terms of his self-centeredness, his uh, being an egomaniac. Um, yeah, lessons learned, but like the kids coming out and rallying when they're down in, in the half, um, and using like expletives to kind of rally together and almost taunt the other team. I didn't like that. Um, yes, there's a lesson to be learned, but that was a big flaw to me uh, Again, Snoop not giving back to his old coach. Um, and the only reason he's doing the community service and helping these kids is uh, a means to an end to help himself. And when he got that role at Fox, big dilemma, and, and, and he made the decision, you know, he made it a tough decision. I won't give it away. But that was his end goal was to get a contract on uh, national TV. And, and so and that was it. And, and then it's like, what happened to the kids? So, yeah, I ha- had some issues w- with that. Dina, Wright, what are your thoughts about any of the flaws or unnecessary roughness, so to speak?
0: <laughs> I'm picking up the flag. Uh, you know, it's a sports movie. <laughs> And so a lot of sports movies follow formula, not unlike rom-coms. And so this one ends in a championship game, of course. And they they have this moral dilemma that Snoop has to decide whether to go to Fox or coach the, the game, the, the championship game for the kids. And so, yeah, that's, we've seen this in other films and, and you know, you can imagine what happens. Um, but. Without talking about the result of the game, the result of the game actually works in favor of the messages of the film. I thought to me that one of the messages you have to put forth a sincere effort and let the results take care of themselves and, in short, trust the process <laughs> <And> the <laughs> second was to find strength in your family and from where you came and so uh yes I don't think I don't think uh two js he finds about eighty percent redemption but he does find strength in where he from, from where he came from. And so, you know, that part, that part was accomplished. Um, and you know, finding strength in his, his, in Mike Epps, character. Was, I'm in for that. Um, but yeah, it, is it a perfect film? No, of course not. Uh, is it a classic underdog sports movie? I don't know if it's a classic, but it definitely follows the underdog formula.
1: Rogi, what are your thoughts about the flaws in the, in the plot
2: and the film overall? Yeah. I mean, I agree that there was some depth, some plot holes there. Um, But you know me, I'm always there for the cameos. So (laughs) the cameos, let's talk about them. Yeah, Yeah, Tony Gonzalez, Deion Sanders, Terry Bradshaw, Kurt Manifee, Michael Strahan, Howie Long, Jake Lazor. I mean, all big names in football and the commentary and Fox um, football commentaries and Fox NFL Sunday commentators. So it was cool to see them because it always adds a tad bit of, you know, Authenticity to the film, so anytime I see those, see, see that kind of thing happen, I always get a little bit excited. I like, I like spotting spotting people saying who's who in the movie. Um, but yeah, there were some definite plot holes in it, and um, but I mean, it's not a perfectly made movie. I think that the overall message was achieved somewhat. Um, Would I watch it again? Absolutely. I, 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 it took a little bit to get to get for me to catch on to it, but I, I enjoyed it when when it was all said and done. Yeah, I just thought
1: that they left, they left a little bit on the field in terms of, <laughs> to use that in terms of like Snoop having a a little bit more of an impact to reform the children. They learned, but it, I think you're kind of stretching a little bit, like what they really learned. I mean, the one child was a personal connection where he kept asking to be dropped off in front of the sneaker store, and he's like, "I'm going to buy some kicks or check it out," and it was all about him just being embarrassed of where he lived. Snoop did go to the extent of figuring it out that he was embarrassed and said, Hey, I lived in trailer park, such and such number. But like, I, I wish he would even take it a step further. Like, wh- why doesn't he help him confront his fear and like, maybe get out of the car and walk, walk him to his home and maybe meet his, his his parent or caregiver and, and say, Hey, listen, I, I know what you're going through. And, uh, Maybe I can help you out somehow or maybe use his influence or something like someone that's a former athlete. Um, that can still maintain a house like that has a lot more resources and I just don't think that they were applied. Yeah. You know, as much I, as they I could. Know.
0: I, I don't want to tell someone how to spend their money though. Like, Oh, you have to, I, you know, it's not coming from a place of, you know, a sincere place in, in, to Jay's heart, so it's not gonna it wasn't gonna happen and it wouldn't have worked so, I mean, there was something there I think he, knowing what this kid was going through and figuring out that he didn't really have a new pair of kicks every time I think the best he could have done was relate to him like, hey, I used to live in the trailer park too, and I I, I was able to get out and I think uh, to make him do more, I, I, I think that'd be a little ham-handed to me
2: well, I mean,
0: yeah, he did get him new kicks, though. He did get him new
2: kicks. So
1: <laughs> he did yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, the new kicks. Yeah, I don't know. I I wanted a better moral compass inside of Two J's, and just wasn't there. But again, uh, that was his character. I don't know. I, I, it's not a Disney movie, so it, <laughs> you're not going to have you're not yeah. going to have these wholesome qualities that that I might Hollywood's be looking a for.
0: A few miles north of Long Beach.
1: that's a good one (laughs) so also um, yeah no I guess you know we differ we differ on that and that's fine I I did want to mention I'd be remiss if I didn't mention a couple other performances in this film Uh, Tika Sumter was stunning as you know Snoop's love interest Cal Penn was in it playing his agent and he was funny as usual
0: that's funny yeah
1: We mentioned George Lopez as the high school coach. And Andrew Schultz, who I didn't really know that well, he played a good villain in terms of the uh, opposing coach. He had his team in like a militaristic drill sergeant type, you know, fashion. He was like the Bill Belichick, I guess, of uh, Youth League. (laughs) (laughs) Joyless. Bill Belichick style. (laughs) Yes. Yeah, they, were, I think they were like the Patri- colonels. The colonels, they look like the yeah. Patriots uniforms. They
0: really did. <laughs> they really were. I think they they intentionally yeah.
1: probably modeled them after that. Yeah,
0: yeah. oh, yeah. yeah. Yep, I, they definitely I did. Yep. <laughs> I see that, yep.
1: yeah. 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 But, but if you want to talk about any of those yeah. uh yeah. co-stars, there's, you can yeah, go
0: ahead. There's really good supporting cast, and yeah, some of the subtle humor worked better for me than some of the more obvious joke lines in this movie, and mm-hmm. so uh, there's one scene where uh, two js calls his agent uh, Harold Kumar, looking for a sentence. So,
2: yes, so a great uh-huh.
0: subtle reference to Cal Penn's breakout this uh, breakout role, mm. Kumar. Mm. <laughs> mm. <laughs> Very funny. Charles cool. Stone the third is good for that. He's, he's uh, he knows he knows his stuff.
2: Yeah, no, I, was, I think it was it was good. I think all of the characters that um uh, showcased. They, they they added to the movie. Um like one part of the one that caught me off guard was um Judge Tara. I was like, huh I looked at her face and I'm like, wait a minute, I know who that is. It's Candy Burris from Platinum Center Group Escape. Mm-hmm. And um, also um solo artist and she plays on on those those hip hop shows. I can't remember which one. It's the real yeah, housewife. Like, yeah, she goes
0: hmm? is this your real housewife in Atlanta or something?
2: I think so. Yes, yeah, one. She's on one of them. Yeah, that was it. Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, good. Call.
1: I, I saw the th- funny subtle joke too is that uh, Snoop mentions or Two J's mentions like, oh, uh, I thought I was gonna get the Martha Stewart treatment or something like that. And you know, real life Snoop <laughs> yes. and Martha are, are buddies. And you know, Martha yes, had the yeah, like the white collar crime when she was like insider trading. And she got like a slap on the wrist. Um, he still got, I guess, preferential treatment in that, you know, he, he was up for a jail sentence and he's like, Oh, yeah. you're going to get community service. He's in there with his uh, neck brace and everything after the accident, <laughs> looking a mess, but yeah, I thought that was a funny line also. Yeah. I, d- I definitely did laugh a lot. I'm not saying it was joyless, but. I outlined a lot of the issues I had. <laughs> uh, anything else to add on the film that you guys wanted to discuss? This All
0: is right. a well-timed for Super Bowl week.
1: <laughs>
2: yeah, yeah, football film. Well, Definitely. recording
0: this during Super Bowl week.
2: So, uh, go Niners. Our resident
0: <laughs> Niners fan is ready to go. Put him in, coach.
2: <laughs> I almost wore jerseys. <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, You got to get a Run CMC shirt. I got to Run DMC. You got to get Run CMC for Christian McCaffrey.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I got my Run the jewel shirt in honor of Killer Mike got a Grammy this week. Oh, nice.
1: Oh, yeah. In
0: Free Killer Mike.
1: Yes. Yeah, apparently got arrested after the show. That's crazy. crazy. timing.
0: Why did I do that to my man?
1: <laughs> You've been down with Killer Mike for years. Yeah.
2: Yep. It was man. crazy because... I heard about that. I, I was going. I was going to go watch the Grammy Awards with a few of my friends, and I was like, I, said, I was running about twenty minutes late, fifteen, twenty minutes late. And the Grammy started at eight o'clock, and about eight ten or eight o five, eight ten. I, I see the headlines popping up, like Killer Mike arrested. <laughs> and I went to, and I got to the to the Grammy party. I was like, Yo, did y'all hear about Killer Mike? is said, What happened with Killer Mike? I'm like, He just got arrested. They're like, He did because they had the news hadn't even. It hadn't even popped up for anybody who was watching the Grammy's Live didn't even know. <laughs> it's like wow. <laughs> yeah. It's not right. I saw he posted today um thanking everybody that supported him and everything. So it looks like he's out mm-hmm. and everything's good.
1: <laughs> That's good. All right. So let's do our rating here. Uh, for the movie Underdogs, which is freshly released. I think it came out something like January 23rd or something. So we we hopped right on this one on Amazon Prime.
0: We
1: did. Uh, Yeah, it's amazing. But uh, all right. Uh, Dino Wright, let's kick it off with you first. Would you say bring this funky flick back or leave it in the vault? I would bring this funky
0: flick back. I don't know if I'd watch it again, but I thought it was good.
2: All right. Not great, Boogie? but good. Yeah, I'll bring the funky Flick back um, for now. I mean, I'll probably definitely will. I'm almost positive I'll watch it at least one or two more times because I'll come across somebody that has never seen it and they'll probably want to watch it and i end up watching it with them. Um, will it hold up as a classic? Remains to be seen. But I'll bring it back for now. All right. And for myself... Uh... I spouted too
1: much negativity, so I will have to say, leave it in the vault. I will spend the time <laughs> watching Soul Plane and other. <laughs> Soul Plane. And just watching Snoop videos. <laughs> which I enjoyed much more.
2: Nah. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Soul Plane you stop laughing now <laughs> <laughs> oh,
0: Alright Hip Hop Movie Club is produced by your HHMCs JB, Boogie and Dino Wright Theme music by Boogie we got a bunch of live events in the first half of 2024 coming up You can learn more at our website HipHopMovieClub.com On February 28th at Steel Stacks in Bethlehem We are presenting a screening of Juice and a talkback free tickets at steelstacks.org. And whether you're listening to the podcast or, let, or watching us on YouTube, we appreciate you. Thanks for tuning in.
1: Remember, don't hate, liberate.
0: Free killer Mike. <laughs>
1: That's right.
0: <laughs> <laughs> He's already free, so yeah, stay free.
1: I might <laughs> soon have to go through that NXS in excess, in excess Mediate uh, video. <laughs> With the cue cards. <laughs> we could drop that in the show notes. Um, they had a lot. <sighs>